This is Gowron, Robert O'Reilly, in Star Trek. Go to Neil Before Pod. Now. 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 Goodbye. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. My name is Craig McKenzie, and I was put in this earth with one goal, to talk utter nonsense. Now others have joined me in my crusade, and together we have turned this podcast into something else. Today, we continue talking about the soon-to-be-returning TV, focusing mainly on the DC shows. Before we start, we'll open a breach and head towards Earth Spoilers. So I think Legends of Season, uh, do you want to kick it off? What do you think? Um, I think a bit like Supergirl, it's been better in its second season than it was in its first. I don't know if it's because it's it's sort of gotten away from its time, you know, the the sort of uh, lower budget Time Lord storyline that they had going on. And Vandal um, Savage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the Vandal Savage um, plot line, which was very odd and not particularly great. Um, no, I've, I've been enjoying it more this season. Um, I think the the sort of new character that they're putting has, has worked quite well. They're sort of going through and trying to stop uh, the aberrations has been interesting because it means that they can basically a lot more of what they should have been doing in the first series, which is going about yeah. and exploring interesting points in history. Well, it's a bit Doctor Who ish in that sense, isn't it? He turns, yes. turn up and have to deal with something. Yeah, it's closer to the Doctor Who sort of thing than it than it was in the previous without without stealing all the elements that they had in the mm. first one. I, I suppose though, it looks you know obviously from the the sort of mid mid finale, it looks like they're going to be going back to that at some point, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's been a lot better than the uh, the previous series. Uh, what What do you think? Uh, I'd agree. Uh, they've ditched a lot of the dead weight that I didn't like. So you've got rid of Kendra under her many love triangles. Uh, not that I was against Kendra as a character. I think she could have been really interesting if she hadn't been defined by who she was sleeping with. I suppose, which is a shame because I hate how they do that to women in these these shows. I think there's characters that could be stronger and should be stronger and aren't. Um, and I mean stronger in the sense of just better developed. Uh, new character, Nate, quite like him. I like the whole historian living through history thing, although it's very similar to this other show, Timeless, that's just started, or recently started. Uh, the villains are better, mostly because they're all borrowed from other shows. Um, yeah, it's just good fun. I think the characters are used a bit, a lot better and I quite like the the new Vixen who's only there because the oh, the actress who played Vixen in Arrow couldn't um, couldn't commit to a full series. Um, it's not flawless but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's more of what I wanted out of season one rather than what we actually got, I think. Yeah, it has been a lot lighter than I think you know, it's sort of stolen that a little bit from Flash and mm. Supergirl in a way where it's been a bit of a lighter show. It's been yeah, it's more, a romp not, now, really. Not yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a romp. It's a bit of a, a sort of um, time and space cowboy type <laughs> type thing yeah. where they're sort of a bit slapdash with how they're doing it. They're not perfect in any way. Yeah. Um, they make mistakes quite often, but it all works out in the end kind of story plot that they've had so far. You yeah. know, it does... The bit that struggles for me again is, you know, like I say, I'm not a massive fan of time travel, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I end up with issues every once in a while in episodes of Legends of Tomorrow, strangely enough. Um, yeah. the, the, I think the way the sort of villain arc and everything's been working this year has been a lot better. They've been more interesting than sort of Vandal Savage storyline. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, Reverse Flash is always good value, and Damien Dark is even better value. 
So we bring them together yes. and you get something that's really cool. And then Malcolm Merlin at the end there as well. That was that was a nice a nice Legion of Doom as they're going to be known. Yeah, it was a it was a nice little surprise having those ones in. I mean, it does yeah. lead to the problems of the sort of continuity of earlier seasons. <laughs> Yeah. If you've had these characters running about being pally and high-fiving each other uh, for quite a while, and you don't know what point really in time each of them has been taken from. Well, we see where Damien Dark comes from. Yeah. Mer- yeah. Merlin, I'm not too sure where he's... No, but the suggestion from. is that it's roughly present day. Yeah. Because he talks about his family and stuff like that. He talks about how he's doing it to make a better timeline for his family. Something like that. So I think it's close to present day. Um, Damien Dark is somewhere in the past. I forget which episode it was that he gets taken where they were at that point. But he's in the past, which does that not remove him from the timeline for later episodes or later seasons? You know, yeah, I think it was, it was around about the Manhattan. Was it around about the Manhattan one? I the bomb, so, yeah. the atomic bomb. Yeah. I think it was yeah. about them when they, they took him back out again. But yeah, yeah. it's um, and the, if the plan is to put him back at some point, fair enough. But but do you, but surely when you put him back, you're putting him back with knowledge of what happens or more yeah. knowledge than he had before. Yeah. So you'd presume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that he goes back more dangerous. Yeah, and then Vixen's removed from the timeline, and then you see when they go to the eighties. And they go to visit the old Justice Society hangout, and uh, what's his name? I forget the one. Lance Henriksen's character. I forget the character's name. Mm. It slips my mind for now. But he's talking about you just vanished one day, you know. And it's they theoretically can't take her back now because that's happened, and they can't really change that. I don't know. Mm. It's again, it's inconsistent. It's it's not really well thought out. And who knows which version of Eobard Thawne this is. Is this a version before he meets? Is this a version before the Harrison Wells one, or is it the Flashpoint one, or is it what? Who knows? Is it is it pre-killing Barry's mum or post? Yeah. <laughs> I would kind of like it to be just something he was up to before he got into that whole killing Barry's yeah. mum thing. Because you know he, we know that he has a bit of a rich history and and he's been up to stuff and why not? I mean that, that's the point of having a, a character that turns up through time and space you know you can just have them appear whenever and be at different points in their established mm-hmm. history but that doesn't mean anything that suggests it either way he just likes hanging around with villains I mean I would I would think he's probably a fairly modern one because he knows who Damien Dark is and, and he knows who Malcolm Merlin is so he would have to be someone that's studied those characters maybe Although he could have done that historically as well. I don't know. Was Merlin not suggested by Damien Dark, though? I'm not sure. I can't uh, I might be getting that wrong, though. You know, there's no way that that version of Dark could have known him. Mm. Who knows? But, you know, it's quite fun. Um, it's good. You know, it's good. I think uh, some of the episodes have been better than others. I actually really liked the Japan one. I thought that was... It looked great, and uh, it gave... Katie Lott's plenty of chance to show off her superior stunt skills. <laughs> and I think the Sarah character has been handled pretty well this season with her uh, lurching into that leadership role and fitting right into it. No, I think um, she's been really good at that part and sort of taking in the, like you say, the leadership role. I think she's yeah. been really interesting. Like the way she removes herself from the situation when Dark's there because she understands that she can't hold herself back from killing him. You know, that's that's proper leadership. She can't be in there because she knows what she'll do to him. Mm. So, it's pretty good. And they've kind of turned her into Captain Kirk as well. She goes through time and seduces women. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I, didn't see it. I didn't see it that way, but now you've said that, that won't go out my head. Yeah, that's it. She's Captain Kirk. And I think they're being a bit childish with that, actually. I mean, they, um, when they do that in the first episode of the season, it feels like it's just made to um, please 14-year-old boys, you know, rather than actually do something interesting with her. I don't, I don't even know what she identifies as. I guess she's probably bisexual, mm. maybe. I don't know. Um, who knows? But 
they because they did interesting things with it in season one when she was talking to that nurse in the fifties, I think it was, who was um who was in the closet and helped her through it. You know, they could do more interesting things with her identity in that way, mm. which they haven't yet. Um, another character quite like this season, I've always liked him, is Mick. He's picking up the slack in Snart's absence. Uh, he's, it's not as good as having them both around, but I think Mick is is really good. He always has the choice line to diffuse the situation and make and make a laugh appear, like when he calls Nate a star spangled idiot and things like that. Mm. He's a, yeah, he's a really good character. No, he's he's it's been interesting seeing him without. I was going to say his sidekick, but without, without his boss. I mean, the little episode Partner, where he's I been. <laughs> His partner, yeah. <laughs> um, the sort of episode where he kept seeing him hanging around, telling him, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have acted like this before, is sort of true in a way. It's, it's, it's been an interesting development of the character and a sort of change about for him without taking away the fun from him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty weird that one-note villains like that can get a bit more, um, bit more depth just by just by being put in this dynamic and mm. uh, I like the way he's kind of looking for a new partner and he tries to recruit Ray who's just not suited at all because he's just too much of a too much, too of, a much of a good shooter. guy <laughs> yeah. yeah and Ray without suit forced to destroy his suit was quite good for a bit until it was like oh look here's the raw materials for me to make another one that was a tough couple of weeks <laughs> It was more, I'm, I'm now back in my present day timeline so I can get a hold of a suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, uh, in the Wild West, he finds all the, um, I was about to say vibranium, but the dwarf mm. star all alloy, without yeah. anyone explaining why it was there. It just was. It, it, it just was, and these people had found out how to pick it up. Yeah, and then by the time he's in the crossover, he's used like a replicator to make a new suit. So <laughs> you don't even have the, I'm going to build it, but better than ever, sort of. I guess, arc that they could have done. But I, I like Ray. I, I quite like the whole him struggling to define himself and try to figure out what his place is. You know, without the suit, he's useless, essentially, or he feels useless, even though he's got, like, genius-level in- intellect. So, yeah. Um, other characters? What have they been up to? Uh, Martin and Jax have got a bit more to do, I think. Uh, particularly Jax, who's kind of the Scotty of the ship, to keep the Star Trek analogies coming. Yeah, the sort of chief engineer of yeah. those sorts running about. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Between him and Stein, I think, are the two that have not... As much as Stein's been getting the sort of plot lines of trying to work out who the woman was that was appearing in his visions and the glimpses of his memory, I think that was quite interesting, but the Jax hasn't really been given much to do yet. He had the whole slavery plot, you know, where he mm. got to witness slavery, and again, Timeless has been doing that as well. They've been doing the, you know, where does a black person fit in history, and nowhere is the answer, really. Because yeah. you know, it's, not, it's not been so rosy for, for mm, people of colour. Yeah. Forgot about that episode. That was an interesting episode, but overall, I don't think he's been given as much. Yeah, and with an ensemble cast like this, I suppose one or two of them are always going to fall behind. Um, I quite like Vixen or Amaya. She's alright. Although it's hard to tell who she's going to be in a relationship with. Is it going to be Nate? Is it going to be Mick? Is it going to be Sarah? Who knows? (laughs) I love Quadrangle. I don't know. Quadrangle? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, because you <laughs> Are know, you alright with quadrangles? Is it just triangles <laughs> that you're not a fan of? I don't know. Um I feel like uh, I feel like Amaya will be pretty pretty solid on whoever she wants to go for if she wants to go for anyone. But they she's been flirting with all those people. I think her connection with Mick is the most interesting though. The fact that he's teaching her to be a bit bad and she's teaching him to be a bit good. You know, it's um it's a nice give and take there, I think. Yeah, and it's a sort of unexpected friendship as well, in a way. No, I think that's been good. Yeah. Uh, Is that it? Is that all there is? Oh, Rip's gone. He's he's around for one episode and then he vanishes. Uh, Yeah, I think that was was probably 
probably a good call, though, to be yeah, honest. Well, it was a practical thing. I mean, the, the mid-season finale shows that he's back soon, but uh, he's um, the actor was filming Broadchurch, I think, so couldn't be around, so they had to let him go for a little while. And I think letting the team grow without him has been quite good. I, I definitely think it's been more interesting. It's made the team have to improvise more, and it's been, yeah. I think, more fun as a result. It's yeah. sort of given them the chance to screw up. It's it's given the the you know the the chance for them to be captainless and have to decide who's going to be leader and to to do that. Whereas I think if you had had Rip still running around, it wouldn't have been as interesting have been having to work things out where he would have just said this is the way it is or that's the way that works or that's how to resolve this and yeah you know it just it it wouldn't have been as interesting and it'll be interesting to see how the dynamic flows now that he's not around hasn't been around for a while um well it depends on if he wants to come back at all yeah well i imagine the character will come back at some will come back mm. on at the crew but how will it be you know that Sarah's been the captain for a while and people have loyalty to her because they've been through so much and uh, they always had a bit of a strained relationship with Rip as well. So it would be difficult to um, to see how he'll fit in at this point. But it could be cool to have that friction for a little while until mm. it res- inevitably resolves itself. And apparently Snart will come back at some point in some form. I mean, we already kind of saw him as a hallucination and, I don't know, time travel. It's crazy. He could be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't have an awful lot else to say about Legends. It's been good enough. The villains have been all right. Um, They've been off their main story for quite a while. Some of the subplots have been a bit rubbish, such as Barry's hidden message. That's crap. And it wasn't much of a, or it hasn't turned into much, it didn't turn into much in the first place, so. Yeah. Uh, so that's been about it. It's been alright. I look forward to watching more. Seeing where they go with it. Yeah. Do you have anything else about it? Have we missed any characters? No, no, just, just, just same here. No, I think we've covered basically all the characters. I think it's been more interesting. It's been more time exploratory than it was in the past. The the villains have been better in this. The villain, or the plot, that sort of plot has been better this season than it was in the first. And uh, I've enjoyed watching it. The, the characters have been a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it seems to be a programme that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. So they, they get away with it a bit more, I think. Yeah, and then they'll have them try to find a magical artefact, which will be... Hmm. Probably have an Indiana Jones ripoff in there somewhere. I mean, the next uh, episode called yeah, Raiders think... of the Lost Art. So here we yeah, go. Yeah, I was gonna, I was <laughs> gonna say it. I was like, if, if it is an Indiana Jones theme, they've gone down there, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I remain optimistic. It's a show I'm enjoying. So that brings us on to last bit by no means least. Arrow. It's fifth season, hey. which has been. A real return to form for the show, as far as I'm concerned. I think uh, going back to its roots and then building from there has been absolutely the right decision. The characters are all largely used very well. Um, the stuff that Oliver's going through is is great. The villain is great. And the episodes are just quite fascinating to watch at this point. Um, no, I think it's been interesting what they've done with all the characters and the positions they've put them in. Uh, having Oliver as mayor yeah. has given a different a different swing to it, bringing on the sort of junior team um, and all these new team members all at once has been interesting. You know, they've, they've managed to rock it up a bit, which yeah. I, I didn't think they'd be able to do, but they have, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it definitely has felt a bit like a bit of a progression. And like I said, they're going back to the kind of street level stuff. So with Oliver in his role as mayor and as Green Arrow, he has to, try and save the city in two different ways. But I quite like at the um the start of the season the, the mayor job just seemed to be a kind of means to an end. Whereas mm. uh, Thea, she was all fully committed to making it all work and uh, she and Oliver wasn't on board with it. At least initially. It, it kind of realizes the importance of it as it goes on, but it's um it's it's just quite interesting that after Laurel's death 
he's went fully into vigilante mode and, and kind of ne- neglecting his his real life, which means that the city's starting to lose faith in him as Oliver Queen as well. Yeah, I mean, that was the, you know, he had built up his reliability on that side and it has kind of fallen to pieces. But getting to see um, Fia sort of shine in her role in some of the developments through this sort of city hall plot lines that we've Mm. had have been actually quite interesting and seeing that's been a bit different rather than it being very sort of police focused and everything like that it's it's been a lot a lot different a lot more interesting i would say like i mean i kept saying in my reviews i couldn't believe how uh, how captivated I was by the Thea as deputy mayor. Well, she's not deputy mayor; she's chief of staff or something. Whatever she is, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, I, I never thought I'd be as captivated by it as a, as I have been. But it's been it's been a great showcase for her character. And when I heard that she wasn't going to be um, Speedy or Red Arrow or whatever the hell she calls herself uh, anymore, I was like, well, so she's going to be sitting around and doing like paperwork and stuff. And uh, even though that's essentially what she's doing, it's like. It's a different way for her to show how strong she is, which has been great. No, she's been a, a really reliable uh, character. The sort of plot between Oliver and Felicity, again, with the on-off, on-off, on-off relationship, has it, it kind of annoys me in a way because it's always the, it, it seems to run the same every season. Yeah. Or it has done sort of since the second season where it's, you know, they'll either start out in love or not not in love or together or not together. And then they will break up and come together several times throughout with one <laughs> or the other or both having a boyfriend, girlfriend in between. <laughs> you know, it's... And then, you know... It's going to be Ross and Rachel, point, isn't it, all over again? It's going to be a Ross... Yeah, very much a Ross and Rachel thing, except that at the end... Uh, Normally, Felicity is held hostage or held over Oliver's <laughs> head at some point. You know, it's it's almost the way it always goes. You know, it's that that's the bit that I, that kind of disappoints me a little bit. Yeah. Where at least if that relationship was stable more often, or at least for a longer period, they could maybe read some different stuff, or they could work on some other characters at the same time to a greater extent. Yeah. Although they have been more emphasising the fact that they are just partners in their crusade rather than. Any kind of romantic tension between them, which has been good. I think um, I think Felicity's in a good place for her character, as in she's back behind the keyboard and um, almost like a de facto team leader. You know, in the sense that um, she can support the new team members when Oliver's beating them to a pulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could do without her new boyfriend. You know, well, he's gone anyway. But he's gone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> your your wish is my command. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Consider it. I can't even. I can't even remember his name. He's in like, he's in a handful of episodes. He doesn't really do anything. And he's uh, conveniently introduced boyfriend to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also, you know, I mean, we don't know anything about him, but it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I guess Felicity does have a type, and he doesn't seem to be it. No, it, it did seem rather weird, but I, I do think a lot of the time these characters that get introduced should just be brought on wearing red jerseys to make it more <laughs> obvious. Yeah, um, what's what's about to happen to them? Yeah, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, he didn't he didn't make that much of an impact. He was mainly, you know, a detective that was there to provide plot access to the police. Now that they've not got sort of Quentin Lance running around yeah. at the police department, so they needed someone where they could get a hold of the police files. Yeah, Felicity would walk up with some random piece of evidence that she's stolen and be like. I need you to analyse this, but I can't tell you why. I, I didn't understand that, to be honest, because it seems like they've been able to do most of the analysis themselves. Yeah, they made some the crack about the machine was broken or something. Yeah, yeah the, the one convenient of... plot device machine is now broken, and also we can't call Barry to come over and run it through his lab because yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's just quite bizarre, isn't it? The um, Yeah. Here's this thing, I want you to analyse it, and I can't explain why, and I don't want you to ask, please don't ask. And he's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, and he does it. And um, Although eventually she does tell him that he works. she works with the Green Arrow, and he's and he takes it kind of in, in a way that I didn't expect. He's like, 
oh, that's ridiculous. He's like a criminal, but he also gets things done. I don't know what to do. I'm so conflicted. You know, that was that was quite mm. good. Um, and I think the way he was killed off was, was actually quite harrowing as well. It was very harrowing, and Oliver's reaction to it, I think, was bob on really it was yeah. it was played really well it's it leaves all the characters or oliver definitely in a very conflicted place towards mm. the end so it it's it's good and i mean i think the villain has been really interesting this year i don't yeah. think it's the best and hopefully won't you know, I think I've said this a couple of times. Won't have a disappointing outcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you he's, know, not it's, it's as, he's not as good as Slade. That's for sure. So far, not 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 as good as Slade. And uh, it's once it's revealed, and you kind of go, "Oh, that that's who it is." All right, okay. Now it's now it's not as interesting. Yeah. But at the moment, I it, I think I know where it's going, but I'm not sure. So. Mm. <laughs> Well, I won't they... commit it to tape to be played back later on on the the collection reel at the end of the year of how many of Chrissy's predictions have been completely <laughs> wrong, yeah. um, which I'm sure you're building up already. You must have an hour's worth at least. <laughs> um, but it's um, it'll be interesting to see where where that goes and how that character shows up. You know, it, it's I always find them more interesting when they're masked. It always seems once they're revealed. I don't know if it's. Yeah. Back of my head, I go, oh well, it's obvious now. Yeah. You know, whereas before, you're sort of going, ah, I'd like to see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that with, with the Prometheus plot, they've been tackling some really interesting issues as well because you've had the whole concept of, I mean, the, the whole killing thing has always been a problem for this show. As in, uh, in season one, he was a pretty cold-hearted murderer uh, who, you know, if these rich people don't do what I want, I'm putting an arrow through them, and he would do it without hesitation. In season two, it was all about, I can't kill anyone until I kind of have to. And then season three and four, he quite happily kills Rachel Ghoul and Damien Dark, because, again, he feels like he has to. So I quite like that this season it's, he's gotten away from the whole I'm not going to kill anymore plotline, and he's just embracing the fact that in some cases he's going to have to, or he's going to feel like he has to. Whether you agree with murder or not, or whether you feel his reasons are justified, is up for debate, but the fact that Oliver has reached a position on it is quite interesting. Mm. So he's he's acknowledged that Prometheus, for instance, will have to die because he's too dangerous to be left alive, as far as Oliver's concerned. Um, and they, they were doing interesting little callbacks to season one when uh, he gets captured in the first episode and he kills the guy and says, no one can know my secret, like he did in the very first episode. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, it, well, my, my views on killing are not something I'm going to share on a podcast because that's a can of worms, you know. Um, but I do think that it's good that they're addressing it and they're addressing that someone who predominantly fights with pointy objects might not necessarily be able to avoid killing all the time. No, and I think that's the way that character is supposed to be, I suppose, where he is dark, he is conflicted. It's the way this version is supposed to be, yeah. The the comic yeah, version is much more lighter with boxing glove arrows and, and all that stuff. <laughs> There's a pet oh, wolf, well, I think. I, 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 want, I want the boxing glove arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has a pet wolf in the comics as well. wonder when we're getting that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he goes back to the island and he had a pet wolf. It was there all the uh, There you go. <laughs> or at least get him a dog. You know, you can yeah. start with that. Start small and work your way up. Yeah. Some random mutation that then turns into no a to, wolf. There's no need to train a wolf for a, for a network. I don't know. I, I think it would be better. Why, why don't we start with some sort of Labrador puppy and the next time Barry changes the timeline, he comes back and it's a wolf. How about yeah. that? Eventually as a lion, you know, just things like that. Dig, Diggle by that time has triplets. And, uh, <laughs> and has had a sex change as well. <laughs> a sex change. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Rock on. It was the stress of having triplets. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I always think that that's been quite interesting in Arrow. The sort of seeing how he he sort of keeps flipping his state of mind because hmm. he puts these people in prison and they just break out. Yeah. Or their influence continues, and there's only one way of making sure that influence stops. But mm -hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. 
and you know you see that through the sort of flashback storylines as well mm-hmm. um or at least you you know you did in the first few seasons yeah. i mean how how have you felt about the flashbacks in this this I've season i really enjoyed them i think um the relevant um the fact that he's in russia and hasn't grown a long beard yet is a bit concerning because you know it takes a while and we see him because the last shot of season five will probably be the first shot of season one you know where he's he gets rescued from the island so he's gonna have to go back at some point and grow a beard um but you know for now the russian thing is quite good because we've had it established from early on that he was a captain in the russian mafia at some point but god knows when and so we see him building up to that point where he earns a trust and, and and learns their pretty shady techniques and it always pays off in um in the actual present day as well, like it used to in the, the better flashbacks, you know, there was the him learning how to escape being tied up and then you see it in the present day immediately after and so on. And Dolph Lundgren as the villain or as the guy he's trying to kill in the past is is a good catch for the show, I think. I, mm. I love how, um, I just love how much of a monstrous presence he is and you, you see him fight all over once, I think it's just once, and uh it's just really brutal, really visceral. Like you can almost feel the punches. No, I've, I'm with you. I think the flashbacks this season have been a lot better. The storyline has been good. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm hoping that you know they wrap it up nicely into him being on the island at the end. But I'm enjoying it so far, seeing him uh, progress through the ranks of the Bratva. Yeah, yeah, and, and the fact that they've connected it to the present day is really good. I like that. Um, I forget the woman's name, the reporter chick that he's going out with at the moment mm-hmm. has a photo of him in Russia. So his past is catching up with him, which is the theme of the season anyway. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of it up until this point, you know, I've, I've, it's one of those things that I've been shouting for a while is sort of why does no one know or why, how could he run about for all those years and no <laughs> one's once went, hang on, is that not the guy that... <laughs> it's like Bruce Wayne hanging around. It's like Bruce Wayne hanging around in Italian coffee shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's something that they're going to address soon, and I think. Uh, and I get, like I said, the theme of the season is that his past is catching up with him. Prometheus is, it may not be the person that they suggested it was in the previous episode, but it is someone that he has uh, created, in a sense, through his actions in the past. And I think the... Um, the suggestion that it was that guy's son from that episode of season one that we never saw um, is quite an interesting one because it just shows how how unfeeling and how, and how he wasn't considering the consequences back then. It was all about, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to offer this guy a deal and then I'm going to kill him if he doesn't. And uh, the ignorance of the, the consequences that could come from that was you know, was a big part of that. Mm. Um so it's good that that catches up with him. But uh, I saw a meme online that suggested that maybe in season six of Arrow we'll have flashbacks from season one. So it made me laugh that they're already kind of doing that. I mean, it's an episode we didn't see in season one, but still, you know. Yes. But the idea but, was... But it is that throwback, yeah. yeah it, the idea was it was a routine crossing off the list, wasn't it? You know, So it wasn't worthy of showing us in an episode because there was nothing exciting about it. It was just... He was crossing a name off the list, and there was nothing else to it. It was it was really good, and Prometheus is is really visceral. I think uh, I think he'll be further back in Oliver's past than season one, because they already hinted that he has some moves that are consistent with the Bratva. So he'll be trained at least by someone in the Bratva, I think. Yeah, you'd expect it to come round to that at some point. Like I, I think say, it'd be yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, um, could be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you never know. It's <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those ones. Until they're unmasked, it's 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 really interesting, and it's it seems to be quite a dangerous villain so far. Yeah. Um, he's made his sort of ultimatum again. It's yeah. another one of these ones that he knows all of our secret. He knows who most of the team are. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good and Oliver's in a shaky place after being sort of misled into <laughs> into killing yeah. someone that he didn't intend to. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to give them a, 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 a few, you know, a bit of doubt for the next few episodes until he, he gets back on stable footing again. Yeah, and I like that Felicity didn't blame Oliver for killing Detective mm. Bland. Uh, she understood that it was Prometheus who set it up, and it really, yeah, he really is able to hit Oliver where he lives. I, I in was, every sense of the world word. I, I was. I was glad that they did that because I thought, oh, we're going to have two episodes of Oliver not saying how he died <laughs> and then three episodes of Felicity being really annoyed that he lied and did it. Two episodes of, okay, I'll come back, but just this once yeah. uh, until we finally get, <laughs> you know, we finally get an episode of, okay, I'm back and it's fine again. Yeah. yeah. But like, no, I, I, he I really thought into, that was the way it was going. Yeah. He walks into the, the bunker and says, so yeah, I kind of killed this guy, uh, sorry. And she's like, it's not your fault, although I can't look at you right now. Which is fine, you know, she's going to have she's gonna have some issue with the fact that Oliver was the one who did it, but even though it wasn't his fault. Uh, as such, I mean, he was out for blood and didn't confirm his target before he did it, so it shows that Prometheus has gotten inside his head as well. And if Prometheus isn't voiced by Michael Dorn, then... I don't know who it is, but it sounds like Michael Dorn. <laughs> Could be. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. They don't normally list them, do they? Until they're unmasked. They, they usually do because, like, uh, when Zoom was Tony Todd, they announced that that was who that was. Uh, they announced that I forget the guy's name, but the Saw guy was going to be Savitar and Alchemy. Uh, so the fact that they've not credited Michael Dorn because it's got to be him. It sounds exactly like him. Hmm. I've showed it to people that are, are, don't watch this show and know Star Trek, and they're like, yeah, without a doubt, that's Dorn. And I'm like, please confirm it and put it out of my misery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but good villain. And there's another villain floating about as well, sort of, Vigilante. The guy with the guns. Mm. Who, who is obviously the, the district attorney guy. It's got to be really because, like with, uh, like we were saying earlier on with the Flash and with the introduction of new characters, it's got to be one of them, really. Yeah, but also he shares a name with someone who was vigilante in the comics as well. So, oh well, there you go. <laughs> but the it's all the kind of um, obvious hints. The uh, someone should really go out and do something about it. Perhaps with guns, you know. Perhaps wearing perhaps a mask. Me. <laughs> yeah, maybe me. Uh, I've got to go somewhere get something from my car, and then runs off. Yeah. Uh, Vigilante has been... Well, he's, he's pretty threatening. You know, he, he kind of knows what he's doing. Uh, I do think he'll end up joining Team Arrow in some way at some point, because they'll need extra help with Prometheus. Because him and Oliver have the same goals, they just have completely different methods at this point. Mm. You know, they're, they're about taking out criminals, but uh, he does it in a more visceral way than Oliver does. So, but I think Oliver will recruit him for a mission or two later on. That's another one of my predictions. Uh, what do you think of the new guys? Um, apart from the semi-obvious double cross, <laughs> um, I, I didn't actually see that been, coming. Actually, other I than the fact that been okay, I knew that one of them was going to have to double cross it wasn't so much that i knew which one hmm. but i thought there's going to be someone feeding information uh at some point you know it's it's because there's been so many people coming in yeah um i think it's been interesting i'm getting a new team and getting it so instantly yeah where in the past it's sort of organically formed and you know he's always had someone that he's been training and he's been hesitant to train but to end up with four of them yeah, um, is um, was a bit different. I was sort of it, it was an interesting way of doing it, rather than rather than having this really long introduction to each of the characters, you know, and each of them slowly drifting in through the season to build his new team. For him to actively go hunting, or you know, for Felicity to go hear some people that I've looked at or I've yeah. found. You know, I think was a, a good way of doing it. It's the fact that Oliver really sucks at it as well. Like uh, 
training these people. You know, he uses the Bratva techniques, which the flashbacks tell us were the wrong techniques. You know, <laughs> so uh, but he doesn't realize that. It takes him a while to realize it, and then he kind of expects them just to do what they're told without giving them a reason to respect them in any way. So yeah, because I think. Every everyone that he's had up until that point is sort of naturally found their way onto the team. Yeah, and had developed the skills without training, or already had a large base of skills without training. Yeah, where this team it's not really been the case; they've not been as battle ready, perhaps, as yeah. um, previous members. Uh, Renee's the most capable, I think. Um, I mean, he's just a strong guy who is a bit undisciplined and butts heads with all of her more often than not. Um, excuse me. Evelyn, I think, was... Well, she showed herself to be pretty skilled when she was the Black Canary in one episode. Um, yeah. Curtis is useless. Like, he's a complete liability all the time. <laughs> just all the time. He's very useful as an assistant to Felicity, but not <laughs> particularly in the field. He just takes up room. <laughs> well, yeah, in the comics, Mr. Numbers. Terrific's all about gadgets. You know, he uses mm. gadgets to help himself. Why doesn't... I don't know why they haven't got Curtis doing that yet. Because every time he gets captured or he gets shot or he gets whatever, you know... Yeah, broken leg. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, he's just not useful at all. And, um... What's his name? Rory? Ragman, he's a uh, he's pretty cool with his magical rags. Yeah, the the magical rags. He he's very underused for a guy that that can sort of stop bullets and capture a lot of people at once. <laughs> yeah, and it's also important that um all, that Arrow still acknowledges the zanier sides of the universe it inhabits. Mm. You know, so they've got a magic guy on the team, but it's not about that. It's still about the kind of grounded street level stuff. So it shows that they can do both. You know, in ways that work, I think. Yeah, it is, it is acknowledging that sort of uh, mystical side to the the universe, which is which is good. Yeah, and it's amazing that with all the research that Felicity did on these people before recruiting them, she didn't figure out that. Uh, well, well, I suppose he came onto the team a bit later, but it took her quite a while to figure out that she was he was the only survivor from that town he, that she knew. Mm. Which was, I think, it was good to make her address it because it was kind of. Oh well, these things happen, you know, and then moved on. But <laughs> the, the fact that she admits it, and then he's off the team for a bit, and then he goes back on uh, pretty quickly because it all feels kind of organic and it kind of works. Definitely. Yeah. So they've addressed that, but they've kind of not done so in a way. I think it's best we just forget the whole nukes thing, though, because it was stupid. Team Arrow should not be taking down nukes. Yeah, like like you say, it seems to do really well when they're concentrating on the street level stuff. But when they come up with plots that are that large, <laughs> it, we've got a, it, it's yeah. do, it's very difficult to sort of explain away the fact that this small team that normally deals with street level stuff is instead taking down nuclear missiles. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there's a guy with a bow and arrow that sounds like Worf that's troubling us. Um, but it's okay, <laughs> we can take down nukes, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Felicity's tablet could just hack Prometheus somehow. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> this is when we find out Prometheus is just a stack of uh, Felicity's tablets that have become <laughs> sentient. Oh, that would work. Yeah, um, but the, I quite like the new team and the uh, the betrayal part makes sense and. In retrospect, it was kind of obvious because she was the one who was like, well, wait a minute, you're the arrow as well as being Green Arrow? Because I love it how they didn't realise that he was the same person because as far as the city knows, um, the original arrow was killed. <laughs> I, I did like that because it's one of those plot points that I kind of forgot. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he's technically supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was just uh, him the whole time. And it's like, yeah, what, so you were a murderer? Yeah, and, and the again they address the whole murder thing, and uh, and she's she blames him anyway because she thinks that her parents were killed because of him. So um, the fact that she betrays him and does and, and pretends to be on his side makes sense. It's a reveal that made complete sense. I think if it had been Renee, it wouldn't have worked because it would be like, well, I think he's annoying and bosses me around, so I'm coming to help you instead. You know, it's not a good enough motivation. 
she has a proper motivation, I think. And uh, I'm interested to see where that goes. I mean, could go anyway at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know what they'll do about it, but yeah, it made her work. And I get what you were saying about the whole um, they didn't focus on the characters individually, but I thought that meant that the team were a bit underdeveloped to begin with. Maybe if they recruited them all at once, but every everyone had an episode that was kind of their own leading up to it would have been... Yeah, so it's slowly introduce them an episode at a time and with yeah. the fifth episode bring them together finally. Yeah, or they're all there, but there's more focus on one or two of them in the given episode. But then you wouldn't have got to the point by the ninth episode that you did, so I suppose... Um, I suppose it all works out in the end and I kind of trust them to make the right decisions at this point. I can't believe how they managed to pull it back from the mediocrity it was the last two years. No, it's been it's been a, a turnaround for it, and it means that there's hope for the other programs as well. Yeah, you know, in bits where they've, they've they've sort of slipped a little, you know, it looks like they've got it back on track, you know, and it's and it's an achievement for it to get this far in as mm-hmm. well, especially the way that you know uh, network television in the states has been chopping programs left, right, and centre. Yeah, that these shows are, are managing to continue, managing to get the ratings that they are. Yeah, well, it's pretty much the the CW's main focus point at the moment. We've got these four shows set in the same universe. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, Supergirl isn't quite, but is you know more or less. So the the fact that they've got these connected shows uh, means that they can have a vested interest in keeping them going. I mean, they've all been renewed for new seasons, so that's good. And Constantine's been picked up as an animated show as well. Oh, there you go. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is also good. Um, that show just won't die. They won't let it. <laughs> uh, we haven't really mentioned Diggle, who's around. Uh, I quite like what they did with him, with the whole framed for murder thing. The the, the frame for murder and them t- turning around and, and turning him into a convict as well. Yeah. You know, he's been on the run, and obviously that's him now being caught again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a felon as well, yeah. The, um, and a felon, you know, the, the sort of, yeah, setting him up. You know, he, he leaves to join the army thinking that that's going to sort of give him redemption and, for, you know, for killing his brother. And then mm. turns out that, you know, they're not up to any good either. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And uh, the way that he comes on to the team and he's the kind of voice of experience as well. And everyone else kind of looks up to him and they say Spartan's badass and all this stuff. And he's kind of a, he's, he's a kind of de facto team leader, I suppose. And he's able to, he's able to say the same things that Oliver does, but in a different way that, that mm-hmm. helps people understand. And his, um, his camaraderie with, with uh, Renee is quite good as well. Uh, the fact that they're both army people, both military, you know, they bond over that, which is quite good. Uh, I, I like Diggle anyway. I've always liked Diggle, and it's good to see him. That he's still running strong. I don't know what they'll do with him next, but you know, he's cool. I like Dig or Spartan or whatever with his uh, with his ever changing children. <laughs> I was say triplets the next time Barry changes the timeline, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think uh, no, I, I like Diggle. I'm, I'm a bit like you. He's always been quite a fun, a fun character, and they do interesting stories with him. So. Hopefully he's he's continuing on. He's not been in it as much. Yeah. This series, but he's. I'd, I'd rather they sort of worked, especially considering how heavily his storyline was involved in the last series. I think it's good that they've given him a little bit of breathing space this series. Yeah. And the episode where he was being haunted by Deadshot was quite good because uh, mm. because Diggle was facing up with the fact that he hated this guy for doing what he had to do. Uh, in the end, which was something that he needed to be addressed, and I'm glad that they managed to get Floyd Lawton to appear as a hallucination, mm. because there's all these mad rules about you can't use the Suicide Squad characters because we've got terrible films with them in it, you know, because um, we we can't let your little TV show upstage Will Smith. Oh, well, I don't know. Barry's changed the timeline now, <laughs> so maybe maybe they could have got Will Smith in, and then it would have been all okay. Well, could you imagine Will Smith in? Arrow. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> um, I like that version of Deadshot better. Anyway, the 
I can't remember the name of the actor, but the the Arrow version is my favourite of the two. He's much he's much richer as a as a character, and the fact that he just keeps coming back somehow, you know, mm. as Earth Two doppelgangers or as um, hallucinations or whatever. So it's good. It's a good. Uh, it was a good thing to see, and the reveal of it being a hallucination was quite well done. Where it was like where he talked about his cellmate and his wife was like, what cellmate? And, uh, I mean, I, I figured out pretty early on that it'd be a hallucination because... I see, that came as a bit of a surprise you know, to me. <laughs> it's one of those things I was sitting there and I was like, this has got to be a hallucination because he's there and he's telling him everything he needs to talk about at this point. You know, it's, I mean, they, they do that with real people as well, but something something made me think it was a hallucination and it turned out I was right. Mm. Yeah. Um... Anything else about Arrow that no, I think, season? I think we've covered it. I'm sure I'll remember oh, something Quint, later. Quentin falling off the wagon. Um, very well played. Yeah. Uh, the actor's been doing a great job of showing how conflicted this character is because that character has been thrown through the ringer yeah. so many times. <laughs> and I, I like how they address uh, the whole "you've never, you never quite recover from being an alcoholic." Mm. You know, you you have good good times and bad times, and he's a He's completely fallen off the wagon now. He's just, he's a broken shell of his former self. Mm. And the hints that he was Prometheus at one point was, um, I mean, it was, he was never going to be Prometheus because could you imagine a, a drunk Quentin Lance matching Oliver move for move? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was just never going to happen. But it was, it was more to show. He was good at playing drunk. Yeah. yeah. But it was more to show how um, Prometheus had really got inside his, inside the team and, and could attack them from the inside. Um, mm. And I think his relationship with Thea has been really good. How she's been trying to like wake him up and and make him feel useful again, and he's been kind of spitting it back in her face because he just can't focus enough. And he doesn't mean mm. to, but he does. It's been yeah, it's really well handled. I think uh, Paul Blackthorne is just brilliant at that role, and he's always been one of my favourites in the show. I, I think he's he's been doing great, and he's been playing it really well because it's like I say that character has been through a lot hmm. between you know your daughter's dead she's not dead she's alive no she's dead she's missing she's run away uh, and now <laughs> the other daughter's dead you know and just put through it so many times yeah um not to mention everything else that's been going on in the background so yeah well he's had two daughters and had to mourn them three times so mm. <laughs> you know and and one's alive and one isn't. Or although, I mean, the the shock reveal at the end of the last episode was <laughs> Laurel is alive. Bum, bum, bum. I have a number of theories about that. Uh, my first one is that maybe it's a kind of guilt, a guilt-driven hallucination um that that Oliver is conjuring up because he's feeling pretty down on himself after all the the stuff he's had to put up with uh, another option is it could be Savitar, although I don't think that will be or maybe Earth two canary or black siren or whatever she was called mm. those are my three theories Do you have and one? all three all three are possible yeah uh, I'll say force ghost there you go force ghost. <laughs> Well, that's that, yeah. That's essentially my first theory. <laughs> so we'll find out, I suppose. But um, it's maybe already been revealed by a trailer. Who knows? But uh, I don't watch them. That's why I don't watch them. But I think um, it'd be interesting. I think uh, the hundredth episode, which we talked about in another podcast, is uh, the best. Was the best showcase for why that character fits into that sh- into the show. Mm. She has a, you know, she has a good role in that sense, and I do think that since she's been dead, she's been missed. Certainly for me. Yeah, there has been a bit of a, a gap in the show since then. I think. Yeah, and she's she's a good character, and I think um, I think the hundredth episode showed why. And um, I mean, ultimately in the comics, Green Arrow and Black Canary are always a couple. So if she's if it is the real her, maybe they'll circle back to that. Who knows? Um. It started off with them sort of being a couple or being an ex-couple, so it could happen. I don't know. Maybe she's Prometheus, who knows? 
Oh, God. Everyone is Prometheus at some point. Everyone will be accused. It'll be Oliver at one point. We are all Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just whoever's turn it is that week. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see more. I can't wait for it to come back. Um, have you got anything else on Arrow? Uh, no, I think that's it. I'm sure I'll remember something later. But uh... ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, damn, should have said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. Wake, wake up screaming in the night, going, "I think." <laughs> oh no, it's, it's a bit too late. <laughs> so, based on what you've seen so far, if you had to rank the shows based from worst to no, from best to worst, um, you know, how would you rank them? Because everyone likes oh, a list. Everyone likes the list. Um, oh, that's tough. Um, I've probably been enjoying Arrow the most, I think, yeah. uh, followed by Legends of Tomorrow, then Supergirl, then Flash, based on the current thing. Though Supergirl and Flash are kind of tying at the moment, I think. Interesting. Um, for me, I've got Arrow way in front, Supergirl not that close a second, but it's still second. Legends pretty close to Supergirl in terms of quality, and then Flash is kind of way behind. Mm. I thought the the last episode of Flash was quite a promising one, or the last couple have been quite promising, but it still has a lot of ground to make before it kind of solidifies itself as being something must see again. You know, I miss that feeling I used to have during season one when it was just that was a blast. I love it, you know, but I haven't had that mm. feeling since since then really. So. So that's how I would rank them. That's my list. Which is, yeah, so that's us powered our way through the, the DC TV universe. Um, but we should. Uh, powered your way through is uh, two hours. <laughs> two hours of powering through. Yeah, well. Um, so, very quickly, I think we could just bring out our dead uh, other shows that we watch that we haven't really talked about here. So, is there anything you've been partaking in that uh, you want to. So uh, much I've been watching uh, a bit of Sherlock. Um, I've, I've seen two episodes. I haven't seen the most recent episode, annoyingly, because uh, yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready for uh, travelling this week for work. Yeah, but, this series um, has been good. I've, I've been enjoying it. It's been it's been back on form. I think. Um, I wish it was a little bit longer or a longer run, maybe. Mm. Um, and they had a little bit more of them solving the individual cases, which I always liked. I thought that was a bit of fun rather than just focusing on the the larger story. They don't sort of do yeah. a little bit. So I'd like a little bit more of that. But, you know, I sort of understand that they're sort of writing it differently now. It's still good. Um, so I've been enjoying that. I think in between time, in between doing the last TV podcast, way, uh, not Wayward Pines, <laughs> um, <laughs> Westworld finished in between mm-hmm. uh, recording the last TV thing. That was really good fun. Enjoyed that. Uh, sort of little twists and bits that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I been watching? I'm, try- I'm trying to think now. Um, still waiting for Walking Dead coming back. I've still found it a bit disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm still watching it. I'm still committed to it. The uh, current so, reviewer gave up on it, said they're never watching it again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> last run of wow, episodes. Right. I gave up about three yeah. years ago or something like that. But no, it's, yeah, uh, he persevered longer than I did. I'm, I'm kind of a bit fed up of it, but I'm still <laughs> watching it thinking something good's going to come out of this. I'll be rewarded in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I've been finding that a bit um, disappointing of late. Um, I've sort of been on the hunt for for other TV shows to watch. I've been watching Designated Survivor on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've been quite enjoying watching that recently. And um, yeah, I think I think that's about it at the moment for me. Cool. Uh, I've been watching Agents of Shield, which I've been really enjoying. I thought the first half of the season was was really good. Um, with Ghost Rider and all the magic-y stuff. It worked really well. The characters are still good. And, yeah, it's, it's a show that's, you know, I can't believe it's the same thing that was, you know, mediocre to bad in season one. I'm really enjoying it. Um, one day we should actually talk about it more than these kind of little... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching it. It hasn't started yet. I think it starts at the beginning of February on Channel 4. All right. 
Um, but I know that you've been commuting back and forward to America so that you can watch it. Um, yes, which is uh, every week. A fortune and a fortune in flights it must be costing. <laughs> you, but, um, <laughs> but I think Channel Four it starts like the fifth of February, something like that. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, so you can post all your reviews then. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, I've been watching Timeless, as I've mentioned repeatedly when talking about time travel. Uh, I've only it. seen one episode of that, and I really liked it. So I'm going to have to go back now and start watching from the beginning. Yeah, it's really um, it's kind of cheesy, uh, but in a good way. They address the race issues better than Legends of Tomorrow do. Um, they address the whole. They're, they're quite consistent with their time travel rules, as far as I can tell. It's a lot of fun. It's quite good. The, the time periods they pick are kind of unconventional. You know, you don't. Usually you see people go back to World War Two or whatever, which they've done, but the, um, it's more about the, uh, there's a space race episode, there's a Lincoln assassination episode, but they take it from the perspective of his brother rather than Lincoln himself, which is new. Um, other stuff, there's, um, yeah, they, they just do a good job. It's kind of, I felt like it was disposable fluff, but it's been getting a lot better as it goes on as well, as it builds its mythology and, and all that. Uh, I'm into a little bit of cheesy sci-fi. I only caught the episode uh, on the Alamo, and it, mm. it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars Rebels, I'm still enjoying. They did the Rogue One tie-in recently with Saw Gerrera, voiced by Forrest Whitaker, who also played him in the film, turned up. And it was it was all right. Um, it was not one of their better episodes, but it was still watchable. It's a good show. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be in it at some point, apparently. Because um, Maul is after him, so spoiler alert! But there'll be a spoiler alert earlier in this video, anyway, or this audio, anyway. Uh, Very early on, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, Supernatural. I've been watching. Uh, I love Supernatural. Always have, and uh, it's about to move in its thirteenth season, which is just mental when you think about it. It's just it's another show that won't die. It will just keep going, but it's it's good fun. Uh, terms of comedies i'm watching the good place which is mildly entertaining Kristen bell's really funny i still watch the big bang theory out of habit even though i don't like it anymore that's about it i can't think of anything else i'm watching i think that's enough though quite a lot of tv shows plenty (laughs) (laughs) it's plenty especially when they all come back at once i don't review all of these though just some of them (laughs) just most of them um but yeah it's a good time to be a nerd on tv i think you know but um, I mean, I think sci-fi and everything has has sort of come back into focus again. I mean, there was a while where there wasn't really that much good sci-fi getting produced. Yeah, but you know, between Netflix and uh, the the sort of comic um, TV series that we've had recently, it's it's been a really good time for that. Yeah, and this year we get a new Star Trek series, mm. which I'm excited about. I still haven't got around to watching The Expanse yet, but I do want to. Uh, the Expanse is good. I have watched The Expanse, actually. That's another one. And it's coming back to sci-fi. I think it's going to be screened on in the UK, the second series. Yeah, it starts pretty soon, I think. Well, in yeah. in the US. But I haven't seen season one yet, so I'm in no rush. So I'll watch, I'll watch it at some point. It's on the list. Probably during the summer, though, when I've got nothing else to do. Uh, oh, iZombie's coming back in April. And that's one that you've recommended to me that I haven't seen yet. Yes, I love it. Season 2 was just great, and Season 1 was great, and it's just great. Oh, The Hundred's back in a week or two. Quite like that. Uh, That's too much. (laughs) I need to to quit my job and do nothing but watch TV. So yeah, I can't think of any other show I'm watching, but that's a lot. (laughs) I don't have much of a life. As listeners might be able to tell, all I do is watch TV <laughs> and, write about it. and then Aww. talk about it. <laughs> I do occasionally drink beer while I'm doing these things, though. So you know, it all balances I've, 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 I've got decaf coffee, and it's ran out about an hour ago. <laughs> Yay, decaf! I'm not even. I'm not even allowed real coffee. <laughs> we all have our vices, I suppose. We've got, you know, we've got a very poor budget on this show. <laughs> no budget at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Everyone gets equal pay at Neil Before Pod. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, all, we're all, we all share in the poverty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It brings us closer together. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Grand Tour, the uh, Top Gear replacement that's on Amazon. It's all right. I I watched a few episodes and it was all right. It's not as good as Top Gear was, but it's still good. The it's a much glossier um, Top Gear though. It looks better. You know, it's a much glossier one. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's it, you can sort of see it's missing. They've done a few recurring gags that are like, okay, we know now. Um, the celebrity death <laughs> gag yeah. is really crap. Really the like celebrity that. death gag I am now fed up of. I, I do like this conversation street jingle thing where every mm. week there's a different thing in the silhouette. Yeah. I think it was a falcon in the last one that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's alright. It's 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 not bad. Yeah. So on as Jeremy Clarkson often says, on that bombshell, it's time to end, <laughs> I think. Uh, I hope all listeners have enjoyed this talk about all these shows that will probably be back by the time I get this uploaded uh, and all of our theories will be proven wrong by the time people listen to this <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know Yeah, count, count the wrong theories uh, submit, submit your guesses by the end and yeah. whoever gets it right wins a prize <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, you, can get, you can get half of my pay for this episode <laughs> way half yeah. of nothing <laughs> half of nothing what do you get <laughs> so Thank you, as always, for your time, Chris, and for talking DC TV along with other TV. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. That wraps up our mid-season roundup. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube, iTunes, or any major podcasting app. A big thank you to Endstand1117 for supplying the music you heard, and we hope you'll join us on the next Meal Before Pod. Meal Before Pod.